Going back to her cleaning, Candy forced her thoughts away from the tall, dark, and handsome man that pursued her. But time and again, he found his way back in. Pausing her scrubbing only long enough to ring up the occasional sale, she imagined his face as a dark blot on the floor and scoured it mercilessly, as if to remove it permanently from her life. She was on her hands and knees, still working at it, when her doorbell tinkled, and an oversized pair of rubber boots entered. Looking up, the patron had paused at the front counter, his eyes roaming slowly around the room. Standing and moving to greet him, she snapped, Well, that was fast, prepared to hand him his parcels and send him on his way. Turning the corner at the end of the last row, she paused, her mouth hanging open at the sight of him. Having removed the top portion of his turnout gear, his exposed undershirt appeared grimy and soaked with sweat. The yellow fabric that still covered his legs was darkened with soot, and his clenched fists instilled fear in her heart. She would never have thought of him as dangerous, but in his current condition, he looked as if he might be. Candy, he breathed, stepping towards her. Drawing a quick breath, she held up her hand to block him as he reached for her. What the hell are you doing? Candy, he repeated, standing next to her, near enough she could smell the fire on his clothing. That's close enough, she panted, hoping she appeared braver than she felt. Get your purse and lock the door, he commanded. Why? Her mind raced. Shaking his head slowly, his voice trembled. Please, you have to trust me. Trust you? I can't just lock up and leave. Then call your boss and get him down here. But we don't have time for this. Gary appeared flat calm, and except for his disheveled appearance, nothing about him qualified as rattled. I don't understand. Candace sidled towards the front counter, her thoughts turning to his hasty exit only a short time before. What's going on? I'm here to take you to the hospital. His tone had dropped to little more than a whisper. Unless you tell me you don't live on Birch Street. Birch Street, she repeated, a moment before her knees buckled. Catching her limp frame, he eased her to the floor and waited for her to regain her senses. While he leaned over her, the doorbell sounded behind him, followed by the voice of David Carson muttering loudly, What the hell? She fainted, that's all, Gary explained while fanning her face. And what did you do to her? The shop's owner demanded. There's been a fire, and I need to get her down to Community General. I'm fairly certain her son was one of the victims transported. His eyes wide, David looked around the store in dismay. How long ago was this? Only a few minutes. Gary pushed the hair away from her face, noticing that her eyelids fluttered. Candy, he called to her gently. Her hazel eyes opened wide, and she screamed, Dakota! It's okay. He helped her sit up. 
They put him in an ambulance, and I came straight over. We need to get up there, though, quick as we can.'